Hey, real estate investors, if you've been enjoying this show for a while or enjoying this content at all, then I'm sure you're going to want to know that we have a mastermind for kingdom-minded real estate investors uh, with folks from all over the country. If you're wondering what is a mastermind, this is a community that we began back in 2020 uh, to really serve faith-minded investors, those who were ambitious in the world of real estate and entrepreneurship, but also passionate about Christ and really wanted a place, an environment, a community uh, where we could really join force, join forces and lock arms with people who are like-minded to really flourish in both of those areas. We also have a ton of fun when we meet in places like Dallas, Orlando, San Diego throughout the year. And so I would love to be able to share with you more details on that. If you go to thekingdomrei.com, that's thekingdomrei.com, you can learn more about our mastermind, hear from our members, and then apply to be a part of this community and give us an opportunity to chat more and see if it's a good fit. Enjoy the show. What is up? What is up? What is up? Kingdom REI podcast. This is your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom REI Mastermind. And can you believe it? This is the last show of 2020. And uh, excited to bring you a special edition. Uh, you know, we're not going to end the year uh, without something without something special. And something special this time right now is actually my birthday so I'm coming to you today, December 28th, and uh, this is not just any birthday for me. This is my 30th birthday, and uh, man, it just is kind of hitting me in new ways. I'm 30. I've been uh, telling everybody this is the takeoff year. You know, 20, 29 was the building the foundation, and 30, I'm really excited about it. But it also is, I think, just kind of giving me some time over the holidays to reflect, and I wanted to come to you, um, you know, and, and share with you just some of the lessons that I have learned in my 20s. It's going to be a powerful episode where I, I want to talk about kind of in three categories, um, really what I have learned over the last decade in life and business and finance. And so I think I have something to add in all three of those. You know, I was a, a pastor and missionary for six or seven years. Um, I lost my father when I was 21. And, and that has just, I mean, both of those things have just given me uh, kind of shaped my, my view of life. Uh, over the past 10 years, um, you know, most recently, I think most of you have been following this journey. I, I, I in, in a sense, kind of left or transitioned out of full-time vocational ministry and started a, a real estate business in Kingdom REI. Um, and we have done, you know, exceptionally well in building a brand, was named Multifamily Investor of the Year this year, um, but then also built a community around that uh, that business as well, which you know is Kingdom REI. And so just excited to be able to get on here and share the, the, the lessons uh, that I have learned that I think are going to really inspire and challenge people. And, and not just if you're in your 20s, but if you're in your 30s, your 40s, um, I, I hope that you'll just nod your head and, and not only that, but really take action on some of the things that I want to talk about today. And so uh, this is my, I guess, my birthday gift to myself in some ways to really just record and, and kind of reflect with you uh, about the things that God has taught me and what life has taught me over the last 10 years. And so to, to really jump in, um, I, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind when I think the lessons learned in my 20s, and, and, and I'm going to break this into categories, and I'll start with life. And I think the the number one lesson is that, um, and it's coming to me like this right around Christmas time, that friendship with Jesus is the best gift that one can seek. I, I just think, I look back, I came to Christ at 19 years old, and so in a lot of ways I started my 20s with Christ. 
um, I was in college and, and uh, got involved with this ministry and, and really learned what, what it looked like to really begin to follow Christ, become a disciple of Christ, learn my need for forgiveness, uh, my need for, for saving, and, and that really the only answer to that was, was grace, was Christ and His forgiveness and what He's done for us on the cross and, and not looking to my own um, ability to save myself or to clean myself up, but really looking to Him. And, and, but that is just the beginning of it. And I think so many people stop there um, with grace is like yes I've been forgiven I've been renewed and but man it's it's the the lesson that I've learned just looking over the past ten years is just like I say this really simply friendship with Christ is the greatest gift I mean that adventure that saying yes to Him um, has taken me along so many different journeys I think about you know in college um, you know it took me on two mission trips down to Myrtle Beach South Carolina and one of those is where I met my wife Hannah. And, uh, you know, we've been together three and a half years now. And so uh, that was an adventure of, of just saying, you know, when, and when everyone else was seeking internships, I said, no, you know, I felt like the Lord was really calling me to go um, invest in, in my spiritual walk in doing that and the, the friendships that were made there, meeting my wife and uh, just the opportunity to grow in my faith with him, um, you know, moving to San Diego. I mean, that was a huge adventure and, and not really, you know, saying, I mean, really having to leave my family on the East Coast and joining a new family, which was my missionary family and team out here on the West Coast. Uh, what an adventure of saying yes to God and really realizing this is where He wanted me to be. I, you know, just some of the most foundational years of building a ministry, you know, uh, growing in friendships, experiencing a new culture, and, and getting out of a place that I lived my whole life to experience something new. I just think, like I will say, friendship with Jesus is the best gift because in all of those circumstances, I had to say no to something else in, in order to say yes to Christ, right? I had to say no to my old comforts, no to my old home or friends um, or even, you know, plans and say yes to Him. And yet that has always, 100% of the time, resulted in something far beyond what I could imagine, something far greater. And so, you know, that is uh, one of the things that I want to take with me in my 30s is that when Christ calls, like to not wait so long to say yes, even launching this, you know, you know, interesting enough, transitioning out of full-time vocational ministry and starting our business. Like I have come even more alive this year in the way that I want to spread God's word, um, my just enthusiasm for life and adventure, because I'm doing what I, I know God has called me to do is, is grow and build and create businesses and capital. And, um, and, you know, it's, you know, I was a full-time missionary, and so I think that my biggest hesitation was, man, can I, am I going to have a bigger impact than being a missionary? And again, I, that was so focused on me and, and my own ability and not really being able to listen to the voice of God and saying, yes, Lord, what, you know, whatever you have for me, I'm ready to go. So uh, that was a longer one just because I'm so passionate about that one because I feel like, man, if and, and this is what I did as a as a college missionary for so long too was trying to help our students see the joy of not just saying yes to God but really living and walking out a life with Him. And so, number one, friendship with Jesus is the best gift one can seek. I think number two, the lesson here is it's um, and I, this is so important for those who are maybe early in their careers, especially in their young twenties, graduating from college, trying to make career decisions. But I think this expands um, all across life but especially early on in building that foundation. It's more important, lesson number two, to seek opportunities based on the people and mentors involved 
over the money you make. Ah, wow, this is uh, this is so important for for folks to get, especially young people to get that when you're coming out of college. You know, for me, um, I, I was a business major. Clearly, I have entrepreneurial uh, gifts and abilities. Right, I've launched and, and started a business now, and we're you know well over six figures and, and doing fine. But um, early on, I made the decision to become a missionary. And that was, you know, that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't like that was a hard decision. But what resulted is it actually put me early on around incredible mentors, incredible older men, godly men, who in some ways, in so many ways, helped me build the foundation of my faith, of of my marriage, of the way that I'm going to be a dad. But, But honestly, the way that I'm an entrepreneur and a business owner and the way that I think and see the world, the way that I've compassion for others, right? All of those things that really make me who I am today came because I was just around amazing people and people that taught me just the important life lessons and helping me build and grow my character. And so I just think, especially early on, those decisions of who you're going to be around, especially, you know, as a young man or as a young woman, being able to to see and, and have modeled for you what does uh, Christ-like living look like um, is it, so massive because you know you can read a lot from books or in the Bible, but man, to see that lived out is just a whole nother, um, you know, I guess a whole nother experience. And so, if you're at that crossroad of what do I do, you know, what job should I take, you know, what should I do in my summers if you're in college? I, I always say like, who are you going to be around? Who are the mentors that you're going to learn from? Because early on, early on in your career, building that foundation, you know, in your 20s and even early in your 30s, there's the thing that I realized coming out of full-time vocational ministry at 29 years old, right, where most of my peers were well on into their careers. But, I, you know, I got out and thought I was going to be so far behind. <laughs> like that, I, I look back and I, I see even now, you know, 12 months in, I'm like, listen, I'm I am not behind at all because most of my peers, yeah, they went out and got good jobs, and yeah, they're they're making a lot of money, but but honestly, they didn't know what to do with that money. Honestly, they're they're really not that far ahead or uh, in terms of career or financial position at all because they didn't have the foundation of people you know teaching them what you know how to uh, build a solid base and and really how to be a good steward of that capital and how to use that capital to create influence, right? And so. And, and not only that, the skills and giftings I've learned from my mentors have well accelerated me, you know, even in 12 months. And so the people you're around is such an important component, such an important decision early on, way, way more than the money you make. It just, you know, making money, when you learn how to create value and bring value into the world, we've said this over and over, it's not hard to make money, right? Building wealth is a process. There's a formula to it. And so... But, but what you can't substitute for is good mentorship, is building the right foundation for your character and being around people to model you know how to be a good husband or wife or father or mother, brother, sister or friend. And so it's more important to seek opportunities based on the people and the mentors involved, not versus the money you make for sure. And then lastly, you know, I thought about this one for a while because I think I learned this one pretty recently in the last two or three years 
And, um, you know, I think moving to California really helped with this. Meeting my wife, for sure, was the <laughs> the catalyst to this one. And I'll explain that story here in a minute. But I think the last lesson, or not the last because there's plenty, but I had to narrow this down to three because I didn't want this to be a two-hour-long podcast. And, and I hope you're still listening because I got some other great ones around business and finance, too. But number three would be this, that an open mind and a willingness to change will make you a Jedi in life. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to explain that because, um, you know, my wife would tell you I'm incredibly stubborn, even though, you know, if you listen to the show, you might think Ellis is a friendly guy. That That is true, but I'm also incredibly stubborn in, in so many ways, un, unwilling to change. But what I have learned in the last couple of years that that, character trait of stubbornness that some even if you're like me you almost kind of like to brag about that oh yeah I'm stubborn um I'm stuck in my ways like that has um kept me from so many opportunities and it almost kept me from uh, my wife marrying my wife who is one of the greatest gifts treasures that I have in my life and and for sure you know even in this business and launching kingdom REI would have kept me from that and um and so I think that the, the an open mind, you know, seeking to understand and a willingness to change, I say, will make you a Jedi in life. I'll tell you just a quick story. You know, my wife and I, we first met, we knew we had clear differences. We came from different backgrounds, different church backgrounds. And um, just honestly, I, I won't get into too much detail, but had uh, different, I guess, convictions or just even understandings of maybe some um, theological issues and you know, and for some of you, that sounds that sounds silly, but I was in full time ministry at that point, right? So it did have a little bit to bear on on the way that we lived our lives. And um, to to sum the story up really quickly, I was unwilling to understand why my wife thought like she did, and I just thought I was right because this is how I read it, and this is this was supposed to be, you know, this was what I thought to be true, and so it was just unwilling to hear what she thought, and just continued to expect her to to change. And, um, <laughs> you know, my wife didn't, and uh, or I guess my girlfriend at the time did not. And, you know, it almost ended our relationship until, you know, I kind of got away and, and said, well, give me a book or give me a couple books to read to help me understand where you are. And it was reading those books, and I think seeing for the first time that, wow, maybe this issue is not as black and white as I thought. Maybe there's some gray in here. And, and beginning to see that, you know, there are other ways to view this issue, I'm not going to get into what that was, but uh, but what I want you to hear is that when I sought to understand why my wife thought like she did, it completely transformed our relationship, and it completely transformed my heart, um, even my posture towards her, and, and what I thought was um, a hill to die on, it, it quickly began to crumble away because I began to realize that, man, may, maybe my, you know, uh, stubbornness is really what's um, keeping me from really seeing more of the beauty of who my wife is and why she thinks like this. And so I just say an open mind and willingness to change will make you a Jedi in life because it's it's when we're so set in our ways and we don't have an open mind to see why others think the way that they do really keeps us from changing. And, you know, if, <laughs> I mean, change is a is a part of life and if you're unwilling to change in areas then it doesn't mean that you know you don't hold on to truth and you don't root yourself in God's word and um you know I mean all of those foundational things but the ability to see beyond 
the status quo. And I think of I think of the words of Jesus. I've been meditating on this a lot. Where Jesus often was characterized by truth and grace. He was a man of truth and grace. And that idea of truth is just Jesus was able to see what no one else was was able to see. Why? I think it's because he just he he took a step back and he sought to understand people. Right in the time of the the Jews and the Samaritans. Right, the Jews and the Gentiles. Where so many people came in there with, came in with preconceived notions, Jesus did not think about the woman at the well. He sought to understand that woman. He knew her past. He knew why she was out at noonday, and he offers her a drink. And I just think that um, if we can begin to form that same character trait of having an open mind, seeking to understand others, and most importantly, a willingness to change will make us a Jedi. That that has been so true even in this business of. Um, you know, I used to think wealth and capital was, was something evil, and honestly, it kept me poor for so long in raising money to, um, you know, to supply our needs. In an open mind to say, well, well, what if we use capital in a different way? What if there were a way to build and create wealth that could actually serve others? What if we use money not just for selfish gain and selfish ambition, but really use that to leverage that for good? Um, what if we created businesses and we use capitalism not as this evil vehicle, but as a as a vehicle for good? Because that's the vehicle in which has been delivered to us in this nation that we live in. And that openness of reading books that, honestly, you know, four or five years ago I would have um, would have never even picked up. Think and Grow Rich, um, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Those are books that challenged my thinking. Um, in such deep ways because I just thought, you know, thinking about money was, was the worst thing you could do. And, and those books taught me that, it, you know, if you don't think about it, then you, you, you'll never make it. And, um, and here we are today, right, with a successful business uh, that's helping a ton of people. We have a, a, a real estate fund that's not only building wealth for investors but transforming lives in our apartment communities. We have a, a mastermind community that serves you know, several dozen folks at this point and, and helping them grow their business in a way that honors God and gives them time back to their families. And so an incredible, incredible gift that's been given back to me of just, just learning this truth. And so I hope that those three lessons um, in life can really help. Friendship with Jesus is the best gift. It's more important to seek opportunities based on the people and mentors involved versus the money you make and an open mind and willingness to change will make you a Jedi in life. Uh, but let's get into some business. Uh, I've been thinking, you know, this is, I guess, probably a little bit new um, because of, uh, you know, I've been in <laughs> I've been in my 20s longer than I've been in business, but, but I think I got some great principles here, and uh, we've had some tremendous success early on, and, and there are things looking back, they're like, man, I wish I would have done this earlier. Right now that I'm in business, I wish I would have had this in my twenties, and so I think these are these are so key. Uh, if you're listening in, the first one is develop skills in your twenties, right? Like, yes, that we've already said the job is really not that important. And I tell I tell you know people who want to jump on a 15 minute call with me all the time, like your job is not as important as the skills and mentors. Uh, that, that that you develop in your 20s. And so I think some of the most important skills to develop that I wish I would have had early on that I'm aggressively trying to get better at right now is sales and marketing. You know, like the the idea of like door knocking and picking up a summer internship to knock on doors is, is below you is, is ridiculous because those skills of learning how to pitch and how to gain confidence and how to have influence and how to sell your product is 
is literally the heart of every business, right? Like it is the the, the blood flow of every business because if you can't do sales and marketing, then you're not going to be in business. And so, um, you know, I, I'm aggressively, you know, doing sales training and investing in myself to get better at that. And and really marketing has honestly been the um, the core of why we've had success this year. The, the fact that I um, got really, I think early on, I learned, you know, earlier this year that, that marketing is, is something that, honestly, in the real estate industry, we're pretty behind in that most folks really weren't marketing their personal brand. And then learning what my story was, how to craft my story, how to tell that story, and then get that story out into the world really is why we just won the award multifamily of uh, multifamily investor of the year by Think Realty. Had very little to do with my track record and all to do with my brand and the audience that I've built. Um, it's why that, you know, we get invited, I get invited to speak on virtual stages this year. I've been on you know, dozens and dozens of podcasts and, you know, asked to uh, launch this recent fund is simply because of the, the ability to market and, and tell our story in such a unique way that, you know, um, that people resonate with and they want to do business with us. And so developing skills, sales and marketing are so massively important. And I want to get into this about how to do that later, but uh, focus on developing skills, find jobs, do things that help you develop the skills that you think or can visualize or see in your future that you're going to need to get you to the destination of where you want to go, right, of the of the career path of where you want to be. And, and everything in your 20s is really a stepping stone. You're building the foundation for the legacy that you want to leave. So number one uh, lesson is, is I wish I would have developed better skills, especially around sales and marketing in my 20s. Um, Number two, and this is again, this is a, if, if sales and marketing is is the I guess if marketing is the number one pillar of our success. Number two is our network, and so I always say, you know, start building your network before you need it. There is nothing more important in business than a, than a strong network. It's why the mastermind is such a powerful vehicle because it brings people together in relationships to do business. And I can assure you, our, our success and, and even you know being able to come out from a full-time pastor to in less than 12 months becoming the, the multifamily investor of the year, the way that was accelerated, the platforms that got me on, is not because of what I had done, but because who I had, who I knew, really, the introductions that were made on my behalf. And now a lot of that I invested into going to conferences and I met people there and I did programs and that got me in front of other folks, but at the, all that time, the whole reason I was spending that money and going to these places was not really for the education. It was more for the networking, the relationships, and for me, I was it was forced upon me. Right, I I knew that this was going to be important to build a network because I was a I was a college pastor and missionary. My you know my only friends at the time were 18, 19, 20 year olds, right, who definitely didn't have money to help me grow my business, and so I knew I had to get out there, and so. I just think, you know, and this is so true if you're early on or if you're in the middle of your business or whatever, but relationships, your network is massively important. You know, for those of you who are putting off social media and LinkedIn all this time because you just don't, you know, you're not sure how to get on there and get started, you are missing out on a massive opportunity in this digital age to network with unbelievable people. This podcast has literally changed my life. This podcast show of interviewing people and, and being able to invite them onto my stage because I have a platform to share with the world has gotten me in front of, I mean, multi-millionaires, eight-figure CEOs, folks that, you know, 
literally would not give, you know, Ellis Hammond on his own the time of day. And I'll tell you a funny story. Like, there are a lot of folks who won't schedule a 15-minute call because I've, I've done this both ways. They wouldn't schedule a 15-minute call, but a couple weeks later, a couple months later, I asked them to come on my podcast for an hour-long interview. And without hesitation, they said yes, right? And so, you know, I'll, I'll, the reason I'm pointing that out is just like, you got to get creative in building your network. A podcast is a great way. Social media is a great way. Going to conferences is a great way. Investing in masterminds is a great way. And so, you know, don't wait till when you need a network to start investing in it. Like, that's got to be an asset uh, that you're already thinking about investing into and growing and building and becoming super strong because there's going to be a time where you're going to have to rely on that network. And and if you haven't built it yet, it's going to be too late. Because just like you know, investing in real estate or even investing in yourself, uh, it, it's a compounding effect, and it takes time to really grow and build strong. But not as long as you think, right? Not as long as you think. You know, a year, two years of really, you know, intentionally building relationships. I'm telling you, you can do wonders uh, for your life and for your business. So start building your network before you need it. And then lastly. You know, one of the, the lessons I learned in my 20s is like, you got to just start a business. Like, even if you don't have a great idea yet and you don't know what that business is, the process, the discipline of, of starting an LLC and, and putting it out there and trying to sell something and, and doing all the things that you actually don't know how to do yet, that is so massive. Uh, that is a lesson that I, I'm so glad I, I did, but I wish I would have done earlier that I wish I would have started a business even earlier, right? Because there are just so many things that we don't know that um, that come into handy. And so, you know, if you have that idea, especially if you're early in your 20s, or like I said, this goes for anyone. If, if maybe you're just, you know, a W-2 employee right now, but you have, you know, passions and dreams or ideas of, of launching something, just do it. And maybe it's not the thing that you, you're, the huge dream, but start something. Start somewhere because, you know, the, the process, like I just said, of, starting an LLC and building a website and learning how to market that and who to get in front of and then most importantly how to pitch your product or have conversations about it and, and then asking someone to buy it, right? And, and the belief that that takes in yourself and the confidence that you have to form to say, I'm a person of value and I have value to bring into the world, that only comes with practice, with repetition, and with actually doing it. And sitting on the sidelines brings none of that. And so, uh, you know, most important lesson is just start something. S- make a decision before the year ends to start that LLC. Launch that product or launch that service so you can at least get the exercise of of, of knowing what it takes to uh, to really start and grow a business. And so those, those are my huge three for business. Developing skills. Focus on develop, developing skills in your 20s. Uh, start building your network before you need it, and then, and then just start. Lastly, uh, and then finally, uh, personal finance. These are these are three things, and I'll make this shorter. Um, but I think these are so huge for anyone. Anyone. This is goes in your twenties, but these are things that in my thirties I am doubling down on, literally doubling down on uh, in, in my thirties that I think are going to skyrocket me in terms of my financial success and my financial uh, freedom and, fl- and flexibility going into my 30s. And uh, the first one is this. This is a real estate one. Purchase units. Purchase bigger 
apartment complexes. You know, we started our first deal with two units, and I'm proud and happy to say that we just sold that, and we are going after very large apartment complexes. Our fund is focusing on 250 unit plus. Our, you know, single asset firm is focusing on um, three to $10 million type assets, and so purchase units, and you know, if you don't have an investment firm and you can't go buy, you know, bigger stuff, but, but you still want to, you know, do your own deal, then don't buy a single family home, at least buy a duplex, at least buy four units, five units, 10 units. The, the bigger you allow yourself to think, right? The bigger you allow yourself to think, you will get creative on how to, to figure out the solutions. I had no idea early on that I could even buy real estate. But when I, I got the idea that I could, we went and bought a duplex. And the only reason I didn't go buy a 50 unit first is because no one told me I could buy a 50 unit. Well, I'm telling you, you've heard my story that my second deal nine months later was 144 units. So it is possible. It is doable. If you want to read that story, go to missionofmultifamily.com and download my book for free and, and, and read that. Um, but the biggest thing about personal finances is, is focus on units. It, like, and I, I totally agree with this saying that, that the number of units is the most important number in real estate. And there's so many things to that, the leverage, the multiplication, um, the ability to scale and grow the income and, you know, the, the, the equity in that as well. And so, you know, focus on buying bigger, bigger deals. Uh, this, the single family home, the residential way of buying real estate, it, 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 it makes you acceptable to way too many risk. The market, people moving out. I mean, heck, COVID has shown this, right? When people, you know, the the, uh, the rules of people not being able to pay rent. And I mean, there's just the, the volatility. Uh, it, you're so much more susceptible to that in the in the smaller real estate realm where if you go bigger, and I know, and know early on it, it takes more work. And again, it takes that network sometimes to break into this, but focus on buying units. If you want to get into real estate, that's fine. If you want to go buy your first house, that's fine too. Um, but but if you're going to buy a house, go buy a duplex. Go buy a fourplex. You can still get a personal loan and buy that type of stuff. And I'm telling you, it just it if, if you're really committed to growing and building serious legacy type wealth, uh, then then the number of units is a huge huge most like a, a massive factor in being able to do that. Secondly, this goes without saying: learn to live below your needs. You know, being a missionary help because we never have much money, but I think that 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 process and of being able to track our budget and you know just being able to say no to things because really we were unable to do that at the time has helped us so much. You know, now that we are are making money and we have a business, still learning to say, hey, that's that's not for us right now. And I, I say this saying all the time to my wife. I think she gets tired of it, uh, but you know, it's it's true. Is if we pay the price now, we can pay whatever price we want to later. Pay the price now sacrifice of, yeah, I know I could go buy that. Yeah, I know I could go experience that. But if I wait just a little bit longer, then I can be able to pay. I, then I can buy 10 of those. And, and I'm not saying put off. You know, I, I have so many great mentors who are doing really well. And, you know, they say, you know, it's, it's important for us to go take that vacation. And don't get me wrong. We put money aside um, for my wife and I to, to go take that vacation. Uh, we're about to. Um, we're we're going to Hawaii to go to Maui for four days in January to celebrate this year. And so I'm not saying don't do those things, but again, like it's it's learning to live below your means. And and if you want to, you know, if you like nice things or food or wine or or trips, put it in your budget. 
put in your budget. That way you know it's going there. And so that that's what we do as well. Um, we, we put that in a pocket and we know, hey, that's uh, that's part of what we're spending in 2021. So learning to live below your needs. And then lastly, and this is this is the last lesson that I'll leave with you today. And before I do, you know, I I this has been so much fun just to kind of reflect for me and in writing this out and you know, speaking it and I guess bringing it to life. I would love to know what you think. You know, if you would sh- if you would screenshot this, tag me on LinkedIn. To, uh, go to Instagram and and follow me and and let me know what you think of this. Just would love to hear what what are you, what are your most important lessons that you learned in your twenties. What what is one thing or two things in each of these categories? Life, business, finance. Let's let's get a LinkedIn uh, thread going on this. I would love to learn from you. And then what was your favorite one from this? Uh, and if you haven't already, listen, we've been doing this all year. You gotta go leave a a, a written review. I want to get that over to two hundred. Uh, before the end of the year. And so if you would help me, just go do that. Um, and before I give this last one, because I'm so passionate about this last one, you're going to love it. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for following me in this journey. Um, I've gotten so much love in, in LinkedIn messages and in private DMs of just how this podcast and this idea that we can serve Christ in business, that we are not lesser than as entrepreneurs or investors, but man, we are part of the body of Christ and serving Him in mighty ways, that that message has fueled you. And so I am so delighted. I'm so honored that this podcast has served you in your faith journey. And I can't wait to just double down on this podcast show, double down on the content, um, and, and continue to make this an incredible platform for you to grow wherever you are. And so I appreciate your support. So the last one is this. The last lesson is invest in yourself first for me the the biggest transition the the most important thing that I have done again I, apart from my faith in Christ right but this this principle of investing in myself seeing myself as a worthy asset treating myself like a worthy asset to be invested in has transformed everything when I was still a missionary didn't have wasn't making much money I made a goal to spend ten thousand dollars on myself now that might sound like a lot of money and what I mean is ten grand on myself I don't mean cars or clothes I had a, a budget of ten thousand dollars that I was gonna go spend in education and mentorship and my network and and I can tell you that this year we 10x we 10x literally 10x that investment you tell me maybe besides tesla and bitcoin what investment out there will give you a 10x return on your money in 12 months you are the most important most valuable the 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 highest opportunity for growth and return and multiplication on your investment you and and I, and you need to begin to think and invest that way and so especially in your 20s so many people else i want to get started in real estate i want to invest what should i invest in you you should invest in you until you know and and, and how do you know when, when you're done investing well until you know and here, here's my rule like you know if you don't have 50k of of um that you can put away each year to invest in things and you're not there yet meaning like you still don't know how to grow and multiply and build businesses that create enough revenue and kick off enough cash flow to begin actually investing in, in long-term uh, wealth building vehicles like real estate you need to be focused on you, and you haven't developed the skills yet of sales and marketing to grow or sell enough of your product. 
uh, or you haven't become more value, you haven't become valuable enough in your company for them to want to pay you that 200, 250, 300, 500 million dollar salary that you deserve. It, literally, the only thing that's stopping you from going to the next level, the only thing that's, that sets you apart from you know those who are that you see that maybe you that you look up to um, that are doing that you know that have the success that you want is is knowledge. In action, is that they they got educated, and they took action, and so the the, the most important lesson I hope that you take out of 2021 and really practically speaking is pick a number, put it aside, and say I'm I'm okay to spend this much on these things in 2021 that are going to help me reach my goals, you know, faster, more efficiently. You know, for me, the the way that I spent that ten grand was I had I invested in a couple of different mentorship programs that you know helped me become a better real estate investor. I went to several conferences that included the cost of the conference, you know, ticket to get there, hotel, um, ho- you know, hotel cost, all of those things, uh, and then uh, and and, the, and that way I did I wasn't always thinking like, man, can I really afford to do this? Right, like ah. Uh, you know, what? well, I got this money, but then I really need, you know, I have these needs over here. No, I knew 10K was a number. I knew that, you know, I, and I was all in on that because I, I, I realized that if I could, there were things that I knew that I needed to know and people that I needed to meet that if I was going to, you know, launch this business in the, in the coming year that I needed to develop or needed to grow or needed to have. And I can just assure you, it, it is, we, we 10X that. And I look back at that and I say, wow. If I was able to spend ten grand when I had no money, now that we have a business that pays me, what if I spent twenty or thirty grand investing into myself, investing into relationships, investing into skills like sales and marketing? And so, yes, in the last sixty to ninety days, I've spent about—I uh, guess over the past couple months—yeah, um, we've spent twenty or thirty grand into myself, investing into me, so that I can get better. So that I can, you know, learn how to the, the things that I wasn't taught in school, um, or as you know, in being in full time ministry, there are things as a business owner, as a CEO, that I have to learn and grow in, and so I'm not scared to to make that investment because I know and I now see myself as the number one asset I have in my portfolio, and I'm willing to invest in it. And I hope you will be willing to invest in it as well. And so listen, if you are a real estate entrepreneur, if you are, you know, you own your own business in terms of real estate investing, let's get in contact. Go to thekingmarii.com. We have a mastermind that, that this is our focus this year of helping you really grow your business, grow in your faith, uh, scale every part um, of your life that you want. And you can see I'm super committed to this. And the reason we can, you know, charge thousand dollars for a mastermind is because everyone else has already spent thousand dollars in other ways to, to grow themselves. And so we see this as an investment. And I hope you will too. Uh, if that's not you, then find other ways. If you if you're in another industry that's not real estate, find other ways to invest in yourself. I challenge that uh, that with you today. Listen, so so thankful that that you took the time to listen to this. I can't wait to continue to bring great content to you in 2021. Have a blessed new year and thanks for your support. Cheers. 
Hey, real estate investors, I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.